Hi, and welcome to 20-Minute Christian Counselor. My name is Rob Oram. I served as a pastor for almost 25 years, and now I have my own counseling practice. If you'd like to learn more about me, or schedule a counseling appointment, or book a speaking engagement, visit my website at roboram.com. That's R-O-B-B, two B's, O-R-A-M.com. In this podcast, I provide biblical counsel for the practical matters of life. So if you're facing some challenges right now, either personally or in a relationship, and you're looking for some helpful wisdom, keep listening for the next 20 minutes or so. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. You know, I spend a lot of time counseling a lot of people about a lot of different issues. And over the last couple of years, I have come to the conclusion that there is one primary critical factor in what I'll call emotional and relational health. And that factor is Self-awareness. Self-awareness. I have seen that people who have strong self-awareness are happier and healthier and have better relationships than people who don't. So that is what this episode is about today. So let's start off and answer the question, what is self-awareness? What am I talking about? Well, being self-aware means you know what's going on in your head. You're paying attention to your thoughts. You're aware of how you're feeling and what your emotions are. You know what your desires are. You're aware of what your needs, this is getting to deeper levels now, what your needs are from people or situations. Um, You're aware of the beliefs that you're bringing into conversations and relationships. You're sensitive to your wounds, your hurts from the past, or one popular word nowadays is your triggers. You know what your triggers are. You're aware of your habits or your tendencies in situations. You're cognizant of your reactions to people when things are said or done. And this is big. Self-awareness means that you are aware of the impact of your words and actions on other people, and also you're aware of how other people's words and and actions are impacting you. So that's a lot of stuff. There is a lot for us to be self-aware about, but that's what I'm talking about when I'm mentioning self-awareness today. Why is this important? A lack of self-awareness causes problems, personally and especially in relationships with other people. Uh, People who lack self-awareness usually also lack boundaries. They don't know when to stop or what to say or what's appropriate. They're often insensitive to other people's needs. They're just thinking about their own. 
They tend to be unaware of other people's feelings, and so they can step on other people's toes very easily. They don't realize how their behavior is impacting the people around them. And also, they aren't sensitive to how their own experiences and relationships from the past are still currently affecting them today. They're unaware of why they're doing and saying certain things. They're unaware of why they react the way they do. These are some of the problems that come up with people who are lacking self-awareness. Let me give you a couple examples. Have you ever been in a, in a small group situation, maybe, maybe a Bible study or a meeting with somebody who just talks too much? And it's like everybody in the room realizes it except the person who's doing all the talking. That's a classic example of somebody who's just not self-aware. Let me give you another example. Have you ever talked with somebody and no matter what subject you bring or what you try to share about yourself, they always bring it back to something about themselves? I'm laughing because I know we've all experienced this. This is another classic example of somebody who's just lacking self-awareness. One other one. Have you ever been around somebody who says something really inappropriate or makes a, just an inappropriate joke that's maybe even embarrassing or humiliating and they don't even realize it and you're just totally embarrassed and humiliated? It's another example of somebody who's just lacking self-awareness. I heard this analogy and I think this is really good. Someone who lacks self-awareness is like somebody who has really bad breath. I mean, the person who has the bad breath doesn't realize it, but everybody else knows it. And in fact, the bad breath kind of keeps everybody at a distance. They don't want to move and be near this person. That's a good example, analogy of somebody who lacks self-awareness. Now, on the other hand, there are some huge advantages to being self-aware. One, self-awareness is really necessary if you want to grow personally. I mean, we can't work on issues that we're not aware of. Um, being emotionally aware, which is a part of self-awareness, is really the beginning, the foundation of learning how to manage our feelings and also our reactions. For example, okay, I recognize I'm feeling really frustrated right now. And there's a strong possibility that if I say anything right now, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to come out angry and inappropriate. So I'm just going to, for the moment, hold my tongue and stay quiet until I can figure out what is bugging me so much. That's an example of being self-aware. Being self-aware can also help us in our relationships. It can help us better understand what we're wanting, what we're needing from people, what we're expecting from people. It can help us then better communicate and explain to people what we're looking for, what we're missing, whether it's our spouses, our kids, friends, extended family. And I got to say this, 
being self-aware can also help our relationship with God. I mean, think about it. We can't confess and repent and receive forgiveness for things that we don't even know about, that we're not aware of. And we can't pray and ask God to help us for things we don't even know are going on in ourselves. So self-awareness has a lot of benefits, and those are some of them. And speaking of God, because this is important, what does God say about self-awareness? I mean, is this even mentioned in the Bible? Yes. And let me say up front, God wants us to be self-aware. Let me share a couple of key Bible verses with you. The first one is Psalm 51, verse 6. This was written by King David, okay? And he writes in the middle of this psalm, Behold, you, God, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. David, man after God's own heart, far from perfect but called a man after God's own heart, recognized that God wanted truth in the deepest parts of us, and that he wanted to help us grow in wisdom way down deep inside. In other words, he wanted us, he wants us to be self-aware. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Remember, Proverbs was written by Solomon, the wisest man aside from Jesus who ever lived. He wrote, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So this whole idea of keeping or managing and protecting and directing our hearts, what's going on inside of us. And maybe the greatest example of this is from Jesus himself. You remember, um, he's talking about judging each other. This is in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 5. And Jesus says, Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. In other words, how can you presume to speak into someone's life, to teach them, to correct them, to convict them, when you've got something in your own life that's really huge, that's affecting you, that you're not even aware of. He says, first, deal with your own stuff. In other words, you need to be self-aware of your own sin, your own issues, your own planks, and then you can help other people deal with theirs. So there's a strong case from Jesus himself about the value, the necessity of being self-aware. And by the way, Jesus was perfectly self-aware. He knew who he was, the Son of God, God the Son. And he knew who he wasn't, some political hero. He knew where he came from and where he was going. He literally said, I know where I'm coming from and where I am going. He knew why he was here. He understood his purpose. I came to call sinners to repentance to seek and to save that which was lost, in other verses he said. And he understood how what he said and what he did impacted other people. 
and how for some people it revealed who he was. For others like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, it hardened their hearts against him. He was perfectly self-aware. And listen, if Jesus was self-aware, it's a good bet that it's good for us to be self-aware as well. So, this leads us to the ultimate question of this episode. How can I become more self-aware? Is it possible? What can I do to grow in self-awareness? And I want to start off and say, listen, if you get nothing else out of this today, this is the main thing. The key to growing in self-awareness is your personal relationship with God. He is the one, ultimately, who can help us grow in this area. He, think about it. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows you perfectly, completely, intimately. The Bible tells us he knows the number of hairs on our head, which, if you've seen me, is not that impressive, but you get the point. He knows the words on our tongues before we even speak them. Jesus said our Heavenly Father knows our needs before we even ask him. And he knows the number of our days, how long we're going to be on this planet. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And so he is the main person to turn to, to ask him to help us to grow in our self-awareness. Why? Because we can't do this on our own. Jeremiah 17 verses 9 to 10 say, the heart is desperate, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? In other words, we can't know ourselves. But the next verse is, I, the Lord, search the heart and I test the mind. God can do and reveal and knows what we can't do and what we're unaware of. Proverbs, back to Proverbs 21 and verse 2. Again, Solomon writes, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. And then maybe my favorite example of this, again, going back to King David, Psalm 139, verses 23 to 24. He writes, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David is inviting God to search into his heart and soul and mind and show him what he sees there. In other words, he's saying, God, help me to grow, to become more self-aware. And so the number one way we can grow in self-awareness is by praying and talking to and asking God and then listening to what he tells us, being humble and ready to receive and believe what he reveals to us. And right along those lines, in conjunction with praying and asking, is the second way is to spend time in the Word of God, in the Bible. It's so amazing. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says that the Word of God, the Bible, reveals our thoughts and reveals the intentions of our hearts. 
In other words, as we're studying the truth, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit can use that truth to reveal what's going on inside of us, our thoughts, our attitudes, our beliefs, our feelings, our desires, our habits, our sins. So the Word of God is key to helping us better understand ourselves. A third way to grow in self-awareness is to ask people around us. This gets a little scary. It's going to take some humility. So you want to ask people who are trustworthy, whom you know love you, whom you respect, and ask them to give you feedback, to give you input. Sometimes something happens and, and you can ask, was I out of line saying that? Am I missing something here? Am I off base with how I'm processing this conversation or this event? Am I overreacting right now? Ask some people around you to give you feedback, and that's going to help you grow in your self-awareness. Another thing you can do personally is just start to pay attention. Start paying attention to what's going on. We all stay so busy, so distracted that we can just ignore ourselves. And so we sometimes we need to slow down and pay attention to what's going on in our, in our thoughts, in our feelings, in our words, in our actions, in our reactions. So once in a while, just pause and do a little self-assessment and ask yourself, okay, what's going on with me right now? What am I thinking? What's going on in my head? How am I feeling what emotions am I experiencing right now? What am I wanting or needing in this situation or from this person? Just slow down and start to intentionally pay attention. And something along these lines is a lot of people, myself included, have found it very helpful to journal. And that just means writing down your thoughts and feelings, but there's something there's something cathartic about that, letting them out. But also there's something revealing and clarifying when you can look back and read what you've written about, what you were thinking and feeling and experiencing and wanting and needing in certain situations, certain interactions with people. So journaling can be very helpful. And the way I journal, I write like nobody else except me and God is going to ever know this. So I just kind of pour out my heart good, bad, and ugly. And it's really helpful. The last thing I'm going to mention in this episode about how to grow in self-awareness is counseling. Talk to someone who's trained, who's a professional. Maybe it's a pastor or maybe it's a counselor. Just make sure it's a biblical Christ-centered counselor, okay? But sharing what's going on with somebody who's trained and skilled at listening and understanding, and interpreting, and explaining can be very helpful in growing in self-awareness. And you know what? This is a huge part of what I do in my counseling practice. I help people get in touch with their thoughts, and their feelings, and their needs, and their beliefs, and their desires, and their, their behavior. And then I help them to process all of that through a, a biblical, Christ-centered perspective. 
And then I help them make decisions and choices about how they may want to change what they're thinking and feeling or their expectations or how they're acting based on this new self-awareness that God has given them. So those are some specific things you can do to start to grow in your own self-awareness. And there are other important influential factors that impact emotional and relational health. I know that. But right now, I believe this is one of the primary factors. Allowing God to work in your life and to help you grow in your self-awareness is one guaranteed way to grow and to improve in these areas. And as with everything that's worthwhile, this growth won't happen by itself. You have to be intentional. You have to put forth effort. But the good news is God wants to help you. So I want to encourage you today, don't procrastinate. Start your journey towards becoming more self-aware today. It'll be worth the effort. Thanks for listening today. If you found this to be helpful to you, I want to ask you to do three things that would really be helpful to me. First, click on the subscribe or follow button so you can find out right away when I publish new episodes. Second, take a moment and write a review. This will help other people find this podcast. And third, share this podcast on your social media so your friends can be helped as well. Finally, if you'd like to contact me to learn more about my counseling practice, schedule an appointment, or arrange for me to come speak at an event, reach out to me at my website, at roborum.com. That's R-O-B-B, two B's, O-R-A-M.com. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus.